the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 213 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. For this one, we're going to keep it simple and call it Decision Day because this might be the most epic decision day in the history of Major League Soccer where everything's up for grabs in both conferences. Nothing is defined, only a few are secure, and those who are secure have everything to play for. Yes, this is what decision days are all about. So that being said, 90 minutes for the boys. They got to settle it for themselves. They can't rely on anybody else to get them there. It's all them with a victory, anything less, and we're watching this thing on TV like everybody else. And the questions start flying next week. So let's do this. Let's get into it. Of course, they did play a game against, yeah, Vancouver. Didn't quite get the result they needed on the day. The draw kept them alive, though. And so we'll break that down to explain why that's so impactful for this weekend. And then we'll get into why you guys are all checking out and joining us and doing this, the playoffs and decision day and everyone's opportunities in and out. We're going to go kind of nuts tonight and break everybody down, show you the nightmare scenarios, the funny scenarios, the chaos scenarios, all that fun stuff. Before we can get into all that stuff, let's introduce our panel for the day forever. Let's be honest. First off, Bam is in the house. Tony is here. And, of course, Benjamin. Tony, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing really well. I'm excited for this weekend. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it. But I am going to a very, very cool thing that I'll post about later when, when I get to it. I don't think I can say yet. Not quite yet, but yes, we will definitely discuss that. Uh, Bam, how are you doing today, sir? It's going all right. I'm a bit underprepared. Was sick last couple of days, but I'm getting a lot better now. Ah, but you're feeling better. That's what's key. Excellent, sir. Excellent. As I watch his microphone go crazy, for those of you who are watching, it's, it's, it's having fun over there getting him prepped for the show here. And of course, Ben joins us. Ben, how are you doing? Hey, good. I'm doing good. Uh, excited for Sunday. Looking forward to getting those you know, necessary three points and hopefully getting a playoff spot. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the story, right? Uh, ben here wrote a great article about what was at stake in the last match. It kind of hinted at what was required. We didn't quite get there, but it also kind of hinted as to what was left after the fact. So good stuff on him. Uh, ben has been our writer since pretty much day one. Uh, when you can get into it, he goes for it and doesn't pull any punches. Also, Ben, if you've noticed, he's he's been throwing out some amazing updates on Twitter. Pretty much the first to the game. Uh, I think he broke a Twesta. He broke some Velik stuff. But it's been pretty cool hearing from Ben. Ben, thank you for doing that and throwing it all away. It's good, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. So if you guys are ready for this, let's do it. Let's get into Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver happened, right? I mean, that's first and foremost. Uh, We were ready. Let's just prep the beautiful part of the day because that really is what I want to focus on because the game was not the beautiful part of the day. And that would be the amazing TIFO, the ofrenda that was built by the 3252, uh, led by, let's be honest, a ton of work by our our friends from D9U. 
uh, and then making it a collaboration for all of us. So that was amazing. I know I left stuff for my dad. Uh, so that I, you know, beyond thankful for everybody that get that put together. Uh, Tony and I were both there the night before you guys saw the live that popped on, uh, doing some prep for the TIFO, uh, moving a few flowers around, but they worked so fast by the time we got done doing TIFO, they were already finished with the altar. So yeah, it was that, that friend it was, was special. Um, yeah, it touched me. That's for sure. And everyone involved, uh, paying respects to our fallen comrades, our families, uh, doing how, how it's supposed to be done. Uh, Tony, your impressions prep and all that for the game. It was fun. It was one of those things. It was an, I wasn't around for season one just to let everyone know. So I never did the whole pull up the testing, pull up the, uh, the TIFO. Cause I'm so used to the, let's just do the pulley system and then just do it that way. Not this, we have to like crawl through everything. And the uh, flowers were actually the scariest part. Cause I know most of us have never been up there. Maybe a couple of us have, but up in the North end Terrence, their glass is like literally it's scary up there. It's one of mm. those things where if you're if you're intoxicated and not have loss of balance, you could die. But overall, the offeranda was really cool. Everything prepping up for it, everything, and um, it it at after the game and when we sit to the drum circle, it was just a sad moment as well. A lot of, it it hurt. It's just say that, but yeah. it was a happy hurt. Yeah, you know, it was a necessary emotion to have to, to to drop the reality really um you know because time moves we're always fast we do things we keep moving and you keep yourself busy so you don't have to focus on 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 that right um but this gave us a chance to reflect and, and it was special you know to, to get that chance in stadium as well the song choice was was yeah we didn't even know that was going to happen for most of us uh, going old school you know with the old school type of tifo uh, back to season one, like you said, um, was a nice touch as well. Uh, and yeah, everyone involved to in make that happen. It was a lot of work all over the place, traveling, getting the paint done uh, to get to that moment. It was it was more than appropriate. And I got to say, it's got to be the first ever Dia de los Muertos Tifo that I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen one around before, uh, at least in MLS. Right. I mean, yeah. that's a first. So we've had yeah. scarves. Yeah, but I mean a full tifo. That's that's pretty pretty epic stuff. So um, there was also the the art that came out. Uh, I think we're gonna cover that a little bit later on. Uh, but ultimately, at the end of the day, off the field was everything appropriate, right? Good. On the field, of course, is a different story. Um, it didn't quite live up to the billing that we expected from our boys. Um, less of the play, let's be real, and more of just the result. So uh, lineup on the day as I pull this bad boy up here. Man, I did it again. All right, so Blackman was back in goal. No shock to anybody there. He is our starter. Center backs for Fall, Mario, Ibiaga. Nice to see Ibiaga getting some time in there. Uh, he does belong. Farfan is your right wing back. Or sorry, left wing back. Uh, Kim is your left wing back. No, I mixed it up again. Ugh. Yeah, right wing back for Kim. Sorry. Uh, Blessing, Edwards, and Palacios in the mid. So that test we did the match before, we just repeated it again in the midfield and let Palacios and Edwards do their thing. Uh, Blessing is who he is, right? Still played well in the day. 
doing his job. Up top was Orango and Rodriguez. The question was, is Atuesta going to be ready? Ben broke the news that he wasn't going to be ready. He was so not ready, he didn't even dress. So that was that. Uh, thank you, Ben, for breaking that. And then, of course... Vela was the conversation. When's Vela going to play? Is he going to play? Is he going to start? Is he going to dress? He dressed everybody. And then we'll talk about him coming in later. Uh, but as we expected, Super Sub would be the story for him. From the get-go, of course, Vancouver. Bam, what did they throw our way? Oh, for, they decided to throw this our way. They had um, Kripper in the in the back. Uh, Goodoy, Drungworth, Nowinski, Gaspar, Tibet. Owusu, Brown, Gould, White, and Dahomey was their starting lineup. Hmm. It's amazing seeing Jungworth get like a second like breath of life after getting pretty much run out of San Jose and always being in the doghouse over there that now he's he's anchoring a team that potentially could be in the playoffs. Well, that team that he that thought he wasn't good enough definitely won't be in the playoffs. So I must say that once again, uh, Jungworth in. San Jose out. Good on him for surviving. Uh, but cool. Now, seeing the lineup, how did they approach it? How did they come at us from the get-go, sir? Um, they just I didn't get to see much of the game because I wasn't feeling too well. But from what I could see, they went holding back. They decided to attack straight away. Yeah. I mean, that was that was it. It was gonna be a shootout. Uh they were building for a shootout, they were going for it. The thing is, though, our boys were well organized and looked the part from the start. Uh, flow, run of play, everything was right. People were moving where they had to. The defenders were where they had to be. It looked good. It looked right. But, of course, LAFC in the 15-minute curse strikes again. Tony, what happened in the 14th minute? So, pretty much, like, it was a miss. The lead up to it was a good couple passes. Like we were still con- we were still containing them as best as we could, but Ibiaga uh, just went too aggressive and let uh, Dij- uh, the boy. How do you say his name? Uh, Dahomey. Dahomey. Right, thank Dahomey. you. Dahomey, yeah, Dahomey. Like just kind of cut him in and just easy, just put away goal and we're down one nil. And it's just like one of those things where it's like. Like we always say, 20 minutes, just just give me a good 20 minutes, it. we'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. To be real, it even goes farther back. And it it really goes back to Edwards. In midfield, he got stripped. He decided to take an extra touch. He was having good runs on players, right? He was doing it. But in this case, he took a risk and tried to cut a nut. one cut too many. They stripped him of the ball and quickly turned it for the counter. That's really where the trouble was. Odd man rush. To be real, our team just has a difficult time recovering from rushes like this. I mean, a good team should kill you when they get an extra man on the attack, right? That should be what happens. But for us, it seems like it's almost a certainty these days. And so it goes through, goes past fall. He can't really adjust to it. Ibiaga comes across, challenges with the left foot, kind of crosses his own body to try to get into it rather than contain I look at you just going for the intercept and just didn't get there because it was wrong footed, to be honest. Again, Ottoman rush, things happen. Um, and we dig it out of our net. Tough, man. Tough break for us. That's for sure. Uh, ben, leading up to that, though, it didn't look like that was going to happen, right? No. So I actually thought like the first 
15 minutes. It was pretty scrappy from both teams up until that, that goal. But uh, what I did like from LAFC is their response after that, after the Vancouver goal. They had like a little spurt of like five, 10 minutes where they were just going at the Vancouver goal. Um, Crapo uh, had the game of his life. Uh, he had like, what, <laughs> eight, 10 saves um, in the whole game. But in that yeah. first half, you know, uh, just three, four shots, uh, Cheeky, Edwards, uh, a header from Falf, a corner kick, Ibiaga, you know, they were all very close to scoring for LAFC. And finally in the in the 47th minute, you know, when LAFC was was pushing for that equalizer before the half, you know, there's a corner kick, broken play, ends up in the feet of Ibiaga inside the box. I think he tried to to cross it back inside, and then the ball gets deflected off Youngworth. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was actually already going towards goal, but I think Fall wanted that goal for himself, so he was like, "Nope, this is mine." So he got his foot on it, and it was a one-one tie. At first, the ref called off sides, but thankfully, after video review, you know the goal went our way, and that was a one-one draw, and that's the way the the first half ended. Yeah, and to be real, uh, the reason it was not offsides is because it came off of Youngworth. Right. That's why. If it comes off of one of our guys, clear cut offside. No question about it. He was in an offside position until they technically gained possession and turned the ball over. That's the determination and why it was. Because I looked at it, I'm like, oh, we're dead. You know, I didn't, I, in the first bounce, I like, I didn't realize it was Youngworth, you know, because it was a chaos in the box. And then when you see the replay, like, oh, well, we just got out of jail on that one. Like, seriously, we just got lucky on that one because Fall didn't have to touch it. That was the worst part. It was going in. There was no question, but it was so frustrating. I don't blame him because it's just you want to be 100% certain it's a goal. Right. Right, because bounces weren't weren't really going our way. Uh, everything was good up until the last play, and these things were just a little bit off. Um, so we go to the half, tied, but I don't know. I felt like it looked like we were going to pull this thing off and run away with it in the second half. Things looked good. Uh, Tony, your impressions of the first half, my friend? It was a shaky like first 20 minutes like it always is. We never know what we get. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I think it was like a wake-up call. It was one of those things where they're like, all hands on deck, let's go, let's go, and go. And in the stats later on, it'll show, but we kept attacking. They they literally try to park the bus and just get the the three points to make sure they advance. But we were overall, I feel like we were we were going in strong, and that goal put us in the, the way we needed to be going into the half. Yeah, you know, every everything was where it should have been for us to pull this thing off. Uh, second half kicks off. Uh, what stood out to you most in this half, Tony? What were your key moments? Honestly, that we just came out and just tried to bully them. You know what I mean? They they were going to give us the space, so we're going to use it and just keep attacking them the whole way. Everybody was, like I said, I went on deck. There was no one really trying to defend, only when it needed to, but our defense was a shutdown defense at that moment in time. Of course, there's some scary moments, but overall, just a shutdown defense. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Vancouver basically settled for the counter. Uh, second half was we just, it was a siege. It was an outright siege. Our guys were all over them. Should have had one, uh, but there were moments where they could have stolen the game from us as well, just because we overcommitted to the point where it just happened that way. Um, Vela came into the game eventually. Uh, 
to a hero's welcome, of course, back into the mix. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, the first few touches he had were impactful, right? Good, good space creation. Uh, he'd sent a few players to the right, right direction. But other than that, it seemed like things kind of slowed when he got the ball rather than sped up because we were kind of moving at a certain pace and now it was like more methodical, but slow enough to the point where it allowed Vancouver to adjust with him. Of course, he can thread passes like no one else on the field, but clearly the dynamic play that we had before he came in, kind of the character of it changed a bit. Um, I'm not sure it was for the better, to be honest. Not that he played bad, but the, the movement was a little more deliberate, you could say. Um, ben, your impressions in the second half? Uh, <clears throat> well, to begin at halftime, you know, Bob makes that that sub for for Farfan. He takes Farfan out and brings on Sifu. I thought Sifu, you know, brought that <clears throat> offensive spark. You know, he always got inside the box. He was sending in good crosses. Uh, Brian, I think, had some good moments, you know, dribbling past defenders, you know, drawing fouls in dangerous spots and, you know, getting some good crosses in as well. Uh, and then Cheeky again, you know, I mentioned it last, po- last last podcast, you know, I wanted to see it again. We saw it again. And again, he looked comfortable in the midfield. He was always in a good position to receive the ball. You know, he made some good passes, didn't, didn't make too many mistakes. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoy the team's performance in the second half. You know, the energy and the crowd was, was, was intense. You know, it was, it felt like the team was really feeding off the energy in the crowd. But then again, Crepo, man, he, he had the game of his life. He, he had, <laughs> oh man, he had like two, three good saves in that second half. And um, I still, and then, yeah, you're before getting to the last part, uh, Vela coming on the 70th minute. I do agree with you that the tempo did kind of slow down a little bit. But he was, it was good to see him, you know, active in attack. He was doing some good combination plays here and there. Had a free kick that was, you know, almost went in. Another shot that was saved by the goalie. But yeah, it did slow the game a little bit. But I think, you know, maybe in the next game, once things are more uh, more calm, you know, and not so just go, go, go because of the moment, maybe it'll, it'll be better. But well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. No, I think I think you're 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 on point. I mean, the chance creation was still there, you know, even though it looked different, the approach looked a little more deliberate. There were still chances being generated. Um, I do give Blackman credit. He had a few times where he had to really step up and save our skin. He did. Uh, that's what you need from a goalkeeper, right? For the counters, uh, he came out necessary, did his moves, won it in the air like we we brought him in to do. But he also took some low stuff out. So good on him for getting the job done. My man of the match, I know we gave it to fall, right? He got the goal. Cool. Really, to me, the man of the match was Brian Rodriguez. Out now. I think this was the most, he didn't score a goal, of course, but in terms of a complete game, controlling tempo, being the guy that was the engine from that side of the field, he was the guy. Like, you could tell. They were keeping up with him. He was moving at a different speed. Chicho was count, you know, doing what he could to handle what was coming from him. The movement was right. Fall looked good, but B-Rod just was flying, not making errors, not making unnecessary dribbles. He was in the mix. It looked good, and I just felt really bad that he didn't get a setup in this game. He didn't get an assist because he earned it. He definitely earned it on the day. Tony. I was going to say, what do you guys think of the whole – because we only saw it for a couple minutes, but the whole – 
uh, Chicho, Vela, Rodriguez, because I know Chicho and uh, Vela worked really well, off, especially off one play where it was just a, a back back and forth pass that would just look beautiful. But how do you mm -hmm. think those three up front, if say we keep them well, for right now, say we, we moving forward, we keep this lineup of B-Rod, Chicho and Vela up front that Vela is fully healthy. Uh, it was dynamic. We just don't have time to see it adjust. There's just no time. Time is our enemy. They don't have time except training to do it. And you need games to get it right. And one killer match against Colorado is a hard, hard ask to be like, get it right today in a knockout match. Go like that's tough. That's a tough ask, hard ask. And let's be real. Vela's not a hundred percent match fit. You could say uh, the endurance is still not going to be there. You could see in his movements. He's not all the way there. He's not injured. It's about being fit. It's about being playing at the speed that he's used to playing at. He's still adjusting. And you could tell. Skill, quality is there. But, yeah, it's tough. It's tough for a player to walk into a game, especially when that intense. Um, and now Colorado's another story, and we'll, we'll get into that and why it's even harder than what we dealt with. So, uh, Ben, your thoughts on the, on the the triple threat? I mean, I think if they if they, if the three of them play up top, um, I think Brian and Vela can interchange like on the wings. I think Chicho is set as a center forward and maybe Vela can, you know, kind of roam around as a central attacking midfielder. But like Joseph said, it, that takes time. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, we, we hope that they can do the best they can and adjust as quickly as possible within this last week of training. But, you know, hopefully, mm, Brian can continue doing what he's doing, you know, on the wing. He has a lot of confidence right now. He seems very focused as well as Chicho does too. Hopefully that last that last play in the in the second half doesn't stay on his mind too long. The the last header that he missed. And uh, that would have blown the roof off of, of the bank. But yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, they take advantage of these few days of training and get things right and do the best they can. I mean, to be honest, he didn't have a good angle to steer that one in. He didn't. He really, the, the body weight, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Unfortunately, everything was so close all the time. So mm -hmm. close, just not quite where it should have been. The soccer gods seemed angry. I don't know. Uh, but frustrating, frustrating. Uh, ben, stats-wise, of course, which one stats, stands out the most to you? So stats, let's see. Oh, shots on goal. LAFC 25. Vancouver five. Well, that's total uh, shots. Twenty-five five, but the on goal was LAFC eleven, Vancouver two. Yeah. I mean eleven shots on target and one doesn't find or two don't find their way in. Like Yeah. Well Crepo, yeah. I mean that's that's the yeah. story of the night. Yeah, I'm, but you could still put it a little bit away from him, right? You could curve it out a little bit. You could, yeah. There's there's ways, right? Mm -hmm. There's 24 feet of net there, man. Like yeah. he's not, he's not Superman. He's <laughs> got to place it a little better in the moment. And again, I just think it's very unfortunate. Yeah. It's not like they were hitting them wrong. The passes yeah. were off. It wasn't that at all. It was just not happening on the day. Yeah. Uh, Bam, do you want to add into this, sir? As I said, I didn't get to see much of the game. Just saw a little bit of the highlights. Mm -hmm. As you guys are saying, if we keep all three up front next year. I think it'll be it can be dynamic, but that involves keeping two TPs. I don't think we are. Yeah. Eh, not not for a raise, right? Vela's on an option year. 
does he even take the option or does he try to hold out for something more? And is that is that our, our goodbye? It's tough. Um, it's tough. Um, in case you guys want to know the expected goals, our expected goals in the day were 302. Theirs was one. So they got what they expected. We didn't get ours, just so you know. Um, which, yeah, let's talk about Vela because that's another story. After the game was over, all the families came out. It was a, a thank you to the families for putting up with the madness that a professional athlete has to go with um, in a very difficult season with COVID and all that fun stuff. Uh, and so the families got featured to end the match. What came off to me as a little bit odd or suspect possibly was Vela's approach to that moment because it felt like a goodbye. And I don't know about you guys, and you can jump in this, but it really, the way he came out to the north end, walked up to the goal with the family and kind of gave the the wave. I don't, it didn't feel like a see you next season wave. It, it felt like something a little bit deeper. It did. It just did. Uh, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but again, I'm not used to seeing him with his family waving goodbye to the north end. So that's why it strikes me a little bit different. Uh, Tony, look like you're chomping at the bit here. Uh, what is your take? Do you think uh, that was a wave goodbye or I'm reading too much? I think it could have been a wave goodbye because at the same time, like you had like Jordan Harvey with his kids too. You know what I mean? His wife and like all of them running around. So, and we also know that this is probably Harvey's last season as a player with us. Most likely I see him going as a coach, but I do believe unless there's some deal that, AOC gives him and that he accepts and we're willing to have, then I don't see him. Like he, like I said, he's already shot himself in the foot when he talked in the MLA all-star game, he's trying to do damage control. So I think it, I, I agree with you. It is a kind of a, a goodbye. Cause also um, I think he also commented on like the, again, this is my, I'll, I'll go with you. This is on Instagram he commented it on like something they said, but more of a farewell kind of thing instead of a, yeah, I'll see you next time. Kind of. Yeah. Um, and then the Instagram post from LAFC the next day, you know, almost like farewell to the King. Right. It just seemed a little, a little funky. Mm -hmm. Ben, am I reading too much into this? No, I mean, I think you might be right. <clears throat> and I think his exact comment was, uh, thanks for everything to LAFC. So, you know, that, I don't know. I mean, you don't you don't say that to someone you're gonna see like next year, you know? So Yeah. It, it 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 felt weird, that's yeah. for sure. A melancholy vibe at the end of all of it, yes. Bam. I know you weren't there. But the, the fact that Vela actually interacted with the North End, <laughs> who would have thunk it? Yeah. Um <clears throat> to, to a little me, weird, it was, right? It's not it's not what he did to the North End. It's the wording of that post. It's the wording to me it says that's it. He's moving on. That's the way I read into it. So right. going by that, might see him here in a couple of months. Might not. We don't know. Again, the, the, the question is a player that's missed, what, 27 games over the past two seasons. Are you going to splash money on a player that's lost that many band games, Right. He's been out. You're like, oh, he's hurt. Well, yeah, he's hurt, and he's on the wrong side of 30. That, too. Do you do you sign a player based on nostalgia, or do you sign him on potential? 
It's tough. And I know what he can do. We know when he's healthy, he's the best player in the league. There's no question about that. But can he get healthy enough to be that best player in the league again? That one good run. One to go. And you give him three years for that one good run. That's the hard, hard ask. Uh, with that being said, and I know the Twitterverse and, and everyone and dude, our lovely, amazing fans, they got something to say. So let's bring it to the family. All right, fam, let's get you into the mix here. Give us your thoughts. I'm going to go back a little bit in time. I know you want to go right into it, but here we go. LAFC Wolf fan gives his good evening. Good evening, sir. Mark Lopez in the mix. Marvin Chavez says, I had a feeling it was going to be a trap game. Vancouver always defends like all hell for the tie against LAFC. Here's the deal. They have an even record with us in their history. We don't have advantage on this team. They're even Steven with us. They are the trap for us. They have always been. Remember the Supporter Shield season? Who held us? Oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's a thing. Mark Lopez. <laughs> Me, we need more. We need to move on from Vela. I'm over him. So there's your there's your, your case from Mark. This is also me when Vela enters the pitch. If Vela runs us to the cup, I'm getting a Vela tat. Uh, tats for Mark. Hey, Rich. Rich. Just saying. Just saying. You, the finger points. Uh, you might need to give Mark a call. Uh, Oscar the Coyote. Good evening, everyone. Welcome, sir. Marvin Chavez. Ooh. Uh, Marvin, Marvin says, this is the lineup I want to see with Vela in the 10. Where gold is? Yeah, so he wants to see us line up like this. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So two defensive midfielders uh, and an attack, a central attacking mid. Get used to that because I think that's what Colorado's going to throw our way today or uh, tomorrow or Sunday. But uh, yeah, I get that too. I like two defensive mid as well. Good stuff. Uh, Peace Mob. Yo, I made it. Yes, you did, sir. And he says. Love the podcast. Look forward to it. Don't stop it after we win MLS Cup. Man, we ain't stopping. Who's stopping? You stopping, Ben? You're not stopping. Bam, you stopping? Nope. nope. Tony, you stopping? Dang, see? Still breathing, guys. Good nope. stuff. All love, Peace Mob. Thanks for dropping in, man. Good stuff. Adding more as we go. Uh, Mark Lopez looked like Vela was holding the ball too long for his own good. And when he would pass, he was expecting a give and go, but our attack doesn't revolve around him anymore. Eh, lost in translation, right? Um, yeah, definitely. It was a little uncomfortable. Uh, again, getting into this, this team flies now, dude, there's a different speed to them now. Uh, Hooligan Ox in the house. Marvin Chavez throws out Vela did pretty good. To be honest, some more visionary type passes and controllable. Yeah, dude, he had a couple that were just sweet, well weighted passes. The qualities, the I looked, I look at Fresco. He was next to me, and I'm like, dude, he's still, dude, he still got the touch, man. There's, it never goes away. Uh, Chavez says, I think Chicho, Rio, Vela just need time to build chemistry, but I do think Chicho has to be selfish and not pass it too much to Vela. We trust him, and he needs a confidence to be the main striker. That's that's the thing. But, you know, Vela even made the statement of of he wants to help him get more goals. You know, he did say that, that he definitely wants to be the distributor to him because he's the hot hand. Like, why wouldn't you? Again, it's hard. It's it's crazy adjustment to have two two players, three players. They're all three highly talented attacking options. And now they got to work together. 
Alan Hernandez, will the altitude affect Vela more than the rest of the team since he's barely getting match fit? I think that's your question and answer right there when we talk about the Colorado match. Do you really, and we'll say it, do you really think Vela's going to start? I think it's unanimous in this in this panel that we don't. We don't. Not up there. That's horrible up there. I can't wait to be wheezing after 20 minutes. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, Mark says, the amount of beer people had to drink because we didn't get the second half goal we needed. <laughs> so true. At least no micheladas hit me, though, so that's fine. The hat survived this week. Uh, Marvin says, it hurts thinking I was there and didn't realize that that may be the last time for Vela. Oh, that was in my wheelhouse from the very get-go. Is this, is this, is this it? Is this it? <sighs> yeah. Maybe, maybe not. We will see. We will see. And Mark throws in, what are the chances we come back in March with pretty much the same squad? I would say little to none. Uh, there will be changes. They have their targets. One of those targets, I know, I know they had some big targets already as early as August if things had played out for us. I know that they're in the market. I know that that changes are necessary. The team is well aware of it. They know what they need to do. This is not a team that settles, okay? Injuries are injuries, man. You can't do much to control that, and that pretty much takes the ball out of your hand, right? But... This team is not going to settle. If we miss the playoffs, expect explosions. They're not going to sit on that. We're not the Chicago Fire. Don't expect it. We're the highest value team in MLS, apparently. But, yeah, trust me. That's not, you know, we're not here to be a tax shelter. There's more to it, guys. <laughs> it's about football. Uh, Kevin Hernandez Rosales. Do you think LAC will qualify for the playoffs? Oh, we'll talk about how they can. If I didn't think they could, I wouldn't spend crazy ass money to fly up to Colorado at the last minute. I'll tell you that much. It's faith. I have faith in the boys that they'll find their way. So I'll be there. The fan hat comes on for sure. Uh, Marvin Chavez, if Chicho doesn't take a DP spot, I think it's worth keeping Rio and Vela. Imagine getting a powerful midfield DP or another attacker DP. Yeah, right. The fact that you get another highly talented player is, is a beautiful thing. What I wouldn't give for a two-way player that beats the crap out of other teams. I'm just saying that's what I'm looking for. What I'd like to see, and mm -hmm. it will not happen, Vela realizes he's not a nine-minute player, gets rid of the DP so he can go get another 90-minute player, but comes on as a sub-player. I just don't He'll see never the do ego. No, no. He's led, you know, I, I just don't see it from him. He he sees, still sees this as his team until it's not. Right? That's football. Uh, Carlos C., they should work it out with Vela to come back, but he's not a 90-minute player anymore. Yeah, but, you know, do you tell him that? And he's going to accept that. Vela's talking Europe. He's not talking 30 minutes. He's not Diego Valeri, who would die for Portland. I just don't see that happening. Uh, here we go. Carlos C. In hindsight, Vela played a lot of minutes in 2018-2019. The recent injuries are not all that surprising, considering how much he played in the and the beatings he took. That and the long layoff, I think, just destroyed him in a way because he didn't play in Orlando, right? He took all that extra time off away from it, not in the training sessions in Orlando while they were there for all that time. 
uh, and came late, late back, right? It's so hard. Um, and then he did get a good run for a short period of time and then another layoff. So he's kind of bringing himself to match fitness and an off season match. So this is the inconsistencies take a toll. That's for sure. Uh, oof. Marvin says Vela is money over team. Um, I would dare to find who isn't a mercenary in this sport. <laughs> they play for money. That's what they do. Right? They're mercenaries. Yes, some of them love us. All of, Most of them love us. But at the end of the day, if you're a footballer, you got to look out for number one. You're not out there for very long in your career. So I can't get mad at him for going for money if he's going to get it. <laughs> you got you to you do what you got to do. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Thank you guys for the amazing uh, contributions. Uh, we'll be jumping on in a few with a few more things that we're going to cover, which gives us a chance to transition into the club and community news. Tony, what have you got for us this week? So what I got for this week is um, this Sunday, if you if some of you guys aren't in Colorado, which I hear there is about over 100 people going, um there is at the bank at 10 a.m from 12 30 there's going to be a lunch bag and care kit assembly so um if you haven't been part of these it's pretty much you volunteer and you pretty much build a lunch bag and a and a, and a care kit for like you know people in need of it um i don't know who this one's going to it's usually homeless um teachers uh i remember i think one of them was uh street vendors as well so if you have time on sunday before the game and because of course we don't have to worry about the east coast so you don't have to worry about that decision day um go help go ahead go to the bank and just help out well, i mean decision day on the east coast is like at 12 30 mm-hmm. so you'll be done you'll be done already right um and then we're at three local time so yeah that's right work some of those nerves out by by, by creating <laughs> things it's good it's good. Uh, cool, man. Any other things to, to bring up for community news, sir? So um, if um, if you didn't get it, there was two releases uh, that happened on Dia de Matos. One was the Born and Raised Scarf. If you weren't able to get it online, you were able to get it at, at four at the HQ. And I heard that sold out quickly as well. It um, did, but they were very fair. It was like one item per person. Right? It was super, super fair. So I give mm-hmm. them that. Mm-hmm. Nobody... Yeah, nobody killed anybody yet. We didn't nobody that we know of. <laughs> but uh, the other thing was um, they did a Day of the Dead skull for LAFC uh, made by our our new a newly listener and new friend uh, Ernesto. Hey uh, Ernesto. Yeah. So shout out to him. Nice meeting you at in the North End when you got brought up by. But it was a really cool thing. It was a really um, so it was a limited forty eight hour run of it. And he made, he only made how many people ordered. So you can be one to whoever the last person is. So it was a really cool thing. It's a really cool thing to have as a print. As you see behind me, I have a lot of prints as well. So it's kind of a cool little like decor that you need in your house if you need one more LAC swag. There it is. It's beautiful too. And and all the little, uh, the little surprises within the skull, within the calavera. It is really cool. There's a little burning heart there and their supporter, which this show likes. I like, I like. <laughs> um, you know, the yin and yang was in there. The MLS Cup was in there. 
uh palm trees it, it's just a lot of good vibes a lot of feel for who we are what we do uh he really did catch it that's for sure he captured it so uh good on ernesto man thank you man for doing that it was it was gorgeous that's for sure um there's another uh release coming out soon right tony i'm always scared to talk about this release but there is another one right so there is a new lafc samba coming out as they call it 2.0 now these one goes more of along with the roa jerseys it's a white it's more of a what would you call it a what do they call it like rose gold yeah more, well, it's, more it's rose the, gold. yeah it's the kit right there yeah mm-hmm. So it's the away jersey of this new one, the the heart of LAFC or the LAFC jersey, right? I mean, the community jersey. <laughs> heart of um, LA, the heart of yeah. LA, right? Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> How convenient. Just exactly. saying. <laughs> but that comes out November 13th. And again, same thing goes with it. It's very limited. It's going to be sold the same way it was for the first strap. So adidas.com. Uh, Nikki Sports uh, WSS Warehouse. Yes, that's how it expands. WSS is selling them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they had them last There year, are so more. There are them. more this time. White, there's an extra distributor, WSS. They didn't get them last year. So there's another option to get them. Okay. So there's a little bit more in terms of the shoes. Uh, doesn't mean it's not going to sell out in a flash because, you know, the faithful, we all crazy. Um we're all nuts when it comes to new products, especially Sambas. Like, let's, let's be real, Sambas. We're the only ones with Sambas. So, uh, at least in MLS. So, yeah, get them while they're hot because I think it's going to fly. I have a feeling people are going to be waiting really early in the morning outside of these stores to get them. I can't blame you. They're gorgeous. They yeah. are gorgeous. So, then- different. You know, not a normal color that I would normally run with, but when they match this, how do you go for it? gorgeous stuff so uh bam's like how do i get a hold of these things right? oh I'll, I'll be up early in the morning online just spamming <laughs> yeah it, dude they're gonna be cool i gotta say they did another good job um but let's see let's see how it all plays out i just hope it's not gone in a pre-sale and that's done for and everybody's mad and we have another situation because you know one thing i have noticed Every time we release a new product and they sell out too quickly and there's a game, karma tends to bite us. So just saying, I don't think it's, is it a coincidence that, you know, two sales situations that kind of turn people off end up in a bad karma result? I don't know. I don't know. Don't release things on game days. No, Uh, It is what it is. So uh, more products to come. I'm sure there's some new other products. And of course, if you want to get your your black kits from this last season, uh, I think they're still 50% off right at the team store. So they're dumping those things, which you know what that means. I can't wait for this ring. Uh, yeah, we're getting rid of those three stripes here and finally get something that's uniquely ours, not everybody else's. So good, good, good. Uh, cool. So on to the <laughs> Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Uh, do you guys have any nominations? I haven't even discussed it with you guys. Like, what have you got? Look at they're like, dude, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. Um Yeah. Does anybody have one? Because I, I kind of went blank on this one, I ain't gonna lie. 
journey so don't stop believing oh boy don't stop <laughs> believing uh i'm gonna throw one up here where is it at i was thinking about the bravery uh, i believe this is not the end right i believe that's yeah so yeah. i'll go with that one <laughs> the bravery i'm choosing the bravery so uh yeah that'll be me um I think that's the Sun and Moon Complete album, right? 2008 release, I believe. So there you go. Who doesn't like the bravery? Bam, you like the bravery, right? They're not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. That's good. Uh, Cool. So, Before man, we move on, are we there? Just, yeah, go for just it. a couple of little things. First off, congratulations to Chicho for making the, the Colombian national team for the next World Cup qualifiers. So go congratulate him on that. Seems like players come to us and then go to national teams. That's how it goes. Dude, we and make quick... stars. Exactly. <laughs> and a quick Rossi watch. He was a sub in the 64th minute this morning in the 3-0 win away to Royal Antwerp in the um, Europa League. And his next game is 9 a.m. Sunday, L.A. time at home to Kesnipur. Okay. <laughs> I can't even pronounce the name of that team, so I'm going to be nice about it. Uh, all good things. He keeps playing well, right? I mean, he's getting good reviews, right? It sounds like they're happy. He is. Yeah. He's last home game for in the... Um, Turkish League, he was an early sub, so that wasn't too good, but he plays for more minutes in Europa League, so that's good. There it is. So he's still getting his minutes. He's not getting cut down. He didn't get benched. Now, you got to realize, I know you li- you look at the reactions of the, of the supporters of his side, that Turkish football, it's normal for supporters to run hot and cold. There is no, there's no medium. There's no medium. So get used to it. One game you're hated, the next game you're loved. That's how it works in that league. It's very volatile. It's what makes the support so beautiful and crazy, right? And and the atmosphere because it's hot and cold. It's good. It's cool. I love it. Edge. I love the edge. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think he's doing good so far. Too many goals not to say he's doing good. Too many assists because he's, he's definitely setting stuff up. So, good on him. Uh, ben, anything else you want to add in there before we get into the decision, the decision day breakdown? No, I'm good. Let's get let's get into it. I'm really excited to talk about okay. decision day. I know. So decision day is upon us. Things didn't go quite as planned in the match before, which puts us in the moment of yes, you've got to win. That simple. So let me look at this here. Getting into our standings as this thing slowly loads. Now I'm not going to tell you guys about percentages of getting into the playoffs because guess what? None of that matters anymore. The calculations don't exist. It's football. It's winning. It's getting your job done. So in the Western Conference, this is how it stands. First place with 59 points is Seattle. Second place, 58 points, Kansas City. Tied with, of course, Colorado with 58 points. Yes, we're playing a team that's second in the, in the league. Yes, yes, yes. Or in the West. Uh, 58 points. Portland at 52. The one team that knows they're going pretty much nowhere. 
<laughs> uh, no matter what happens, they're finishing fourth. So there's that. Um, then you got Minnesota with 48 points, Vancouver with 48 points in the sixth seed. Holding the last spot is Carson with 47 points. You're like, okay, all right, cool, cool. Well, here comes the fun part. RSL completely screwed the pooch. Uh, they blew it two games in a row. Didn't get the job done. As a result, they're stuck at 45 points. Like us at 45 points. They do hold a tiebreaker against us. Why? Because they've got 13 wins. We've only got 12. In terms of the other guys looking at it, Minnesota's got 13 Carson's 13, Vancouver is 12, so they don't have any advantage on us at all there. Uh, so that is your story, okay? Now, what does that mean for us? What's the big, big breakdown? Now, I mentioned the tiebreakers because you got to know. You're like, well, doesn't head-to-head -head mean anything in this? It means absolutely nothing. Head-to-head, -head, apparently, to MLS has no importance at all. It is all about these. One, goal differential. Or goal differential, actually, sorry, total wins is the first one. So whoever has the most wins in the tiebreaker, they move on. They got more wins in the season, so they count that more than anything else. Uh, goal differential per match, or just overall goal differential will be your next one. Goals four after that. Then it's fewest disciplinary points per match, which I find completely dumb why that would be in the list, but that's there. Uh, then away goals differential per away match. See, that should be more weighted than disciplinary points, whatevs. Uh, away goals per away match, home goal differential, and then home goals per home match. They're confusing at this point. Uh, finally, the eighth one, the last one would be coin toss. Yeah, I know that's on there. Or even worse, drawing of lots. So like the short end of the stick? Yeah, quite literally the short end of the stick. Someone could pull the short end of the stick. I know it's crazy. MLS has these rules. It ain't getting to eight, and we'll tell you why. All right. So you're like, well, what does this mean? Of course, we're going to watch our team. That's what we do. But if you're going to have a second screen, there's a few games you need to watch because they will define our season. See, we always talk about winner you're in. That's not entirely true. Okay, there is a way for us to win and still not make it to the show. And we'll talk about that. So let's break it down. First and foremost, the team you got to watch or the game that's going to have crazy billing and could cost somebody their season would be Minnesota at Carson. You're like, well, why? Again, Minnesota's at 48 points. They have 13 wins and they're a negative two goal differential. Make a mental note of that. Carson, 47 points, 13 wins, negative four. Their goal differentials are all terrible, which is good news for us because our goal differential is the best of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota is in if they secure a draw. It's that simple. That's all they need is a draw. Carson secures a spot with a win. They do not secure a spot with a draw. It is too tight. They'd have to wait and see. A win gets them in. A draw, not quite enough. Doesn't mean they're going to still make it, but then they got to rely on other results. Vancouver, 48 points, plays against Seattle, 59 points. And you're like, oh, well, Seattle's got this. No, 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 no. You saw what Vancouver does. They survive. That's what they do. Uh, so they've got 48 points, 12 wins. Seattle, 59 points, 17 wins, plus 20 goal differential. The favorite to take the West, except they're not taking the West quite yet. They have to get a result. Okay, so what does that mean? Vancouver does secure the playoffs with a draw. 
with a draw. They get in. I know, it's frustrating. Seattle, though, they need a win, too. They need a win. Uh, if they don't get the win, there's a good chance they get passed on the last day and they lose that bye. They don't want to do that, so they have to play to the death on this one as well. And everybody gets a long break before the playoffs, so all to play for. All to play for. Next one you got to watch, of course, is RSL at Sporting Kansas City. RSL sits on 45 points with 13 wins and a zero goal differential. SKC, 58 points, 17 wins, plus 19 goal differential. They got some work to do, but they can still catch and take the West. So, again, there's no throwaway game here. Someone's got to play for keeps. We can't walk away from it. What does that mean? Well, RSL must win to go in. Like us, they're on the outside looking in. They do hold a tiebreaker with Vancouver. So if they somehow tied in the standings, they have the edge. You need to know this because this is going to play out later when we talk about scenarios. Colorado must win for a shot at either number one or number two. Well, we'll talk about that later. But SKC must win for the chance at the first. That's simple. They want to get first. Then it comes to us, 45 points. 12 wins plus five goal differential. There's that's the, the lovely thing. The plus five that's our one advantage because wins are not. Uh, and Colorado's got 58 points, 16 wins plus 13. They're, they're the third man in, in a way, uh, trying to get to that, that top seed again. We must win. We do hold several tiebreakers, but not all of them. One other team does have one on us, and I'll talk about that in a few. Uh, Colorado must win, uh, first shot at number one or number two. So they lose, no chance. If they tie, probably not going to get it. Probably not going to get it. So they need a win. They're going to play us to the death. Now, there are some ways that all the results could shock everybody. The underdogs win every game, and what we call a chaos scenario ensues. So there could be a four-way tie when this is all said and done for the sixth and seventh seed. What? Yeah, and at that point, it goes to tiebreakers. Yes, a four-way tie. How? You're like, well, there's two opportunities for this four-way tie. The first one, say Minnesota loses, Vancouver loses, RSL wins, and LAFC wins, right? Okay. Uh, RSL could get the sixth. LAFC could get the seventh. You're like, you didn't talk about Carson. It doesn't matter. They'd probably they could be up to the fifth spot if that if you know depending on what they do in this. Uh, again, Minnesota has to has to lose, so that means Carson has to win. So you can just assume they're the fifth seed. Uh, so that that can happen, uh, and then you have the chaos of all these teams tying. The other thing is if Vancouver loses, Galaxy draws this time, RSL wins, and LAFC wins. RSL gets sixth, we get seventh. The gals go home, right? Carson out at that point because they needed to, they needed to get a win, um, and Minnesota finds their way and survives in the fifth seed. So those are your two chaos scenarios. It can happen. Don't tell me it can't. It can happen. This is MLS. Uh, so there's your chaos scenario. In both cases, good for us. That means we sneak into the playoffs. So cool. Well, who's the guys that can mess it all up for us and create a nightmare scenario? There's that one team. The team we just played, our enemies, Vancouver, okay? By not getting result against Vancouver, you gave a team a chance to take us out of the playoffs, even if we get a win. They're the team that can take us out. And you're like, really, how? Well, here you go. If Vancouver wins or draws, 
the Galaxy win, RSL wins, and we win. I know. It would end with Vancouver at 51 points, the Galaxy at 50, RSL at 48, LAFC at 48, and Minnesota at 48. And you're like, ooh, okay. We're ahead of Minnesota. Yeah, that's great, but they're ninth. (laughs) We're the eighth seed at that point. That means we don't go. Um, RSL sneaks in with the last spot. Vancouver and Galaxy sneak in. So there is a chance. There is a chance that no matter what we do this weekend, we're still watching the playoffs on TV. I know. Don't be the Debbie Downer, I know. But what you got to hope for is you got to root a little bit for some rave green in this day. Okay? You need Seattle to win the day. You need Seattle to win the West. Simple as that. You have to root for them to get the bye. I know them. We hate them. I get it. But they got to win. If they get a win and take Vancouver out, then we get our chance. But if Vancouver gets points out of that, then there's a scenario that gets us bumped. That's, of course, assuming that the Galaxy get their result. RSL, which has been playing terrible, gets a result. There's no promise of that. Uh, Because RSL is that other danger team for us. Because it requires an RSL win to bounce us out. Because that's one team that also holds it on us. So RSL losing would be good for us anyway. Then we don't have to worry about the nightmare scenario either. So either one, either one, uh, I'll take both and makes it even nicer. So that is my crazy, crazy chaos theory. Look at what's going on to get into the playoffs. I know I went crazy on this. I couldn't help but do it because why not? Uh, ben, what is your impressions beyond looking crazy at me right now? Oh, man, well, it looks like we need, we need some help. You know, even if we win, there's a chance that you know, we're out. So hopefully, you know, these teams can give us a hand and hopefully we can get the three points and give ourselves a chance to at least make the playoffs. Um, you know, it looks like if we do make the playoffs, uh, looks maybe like the sixth, seventh seed. Potentially a rematch with, with Colorado if we make the, the sixth seed, right? Because they'll be third. Yeah. So it'll be, so it'll be a, a rematch. Yeah, so it's either <laughs> either you're playing what Portland or no Colorado, I guess, right? Colorado, well, Kansas City or, or Kansas Col- City or Seattle likely. or whoever. Yeah, yeah. Unless you can pump all pump it all the way to fifth, right? Which I don't think that's going to happen the way things falling out. So uh, sixth or seventh, what we got to settle for. But here's something nice. Guess what? Those teams that'll likely be in those positions to play us, we've beaten this year. Yeah. And we kind of wrecked one. So uh, that's a good thing. We get results. Then, then, And both of them are teams that don't bunker. They play. And when a teams play us, it actually falls to advantage. We like teams that come at us. Uh, we're better that way. Uh, bunkering teams are the problem for us, as you can tell against Vancouver. So, yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be hard. We got to win against a team looking to take the West who's not the same team we played earlier this year, just win. That's all we can do. And then let it all fall. Mm-hmm. It all begins with a win. It all begins with a win. RSL's in the same boat. The story's over. If they don't win, like, we have nothing to worry about if we get our win because it's it's done for at that point because yeah. they're the one other team that can really hurt us. So that's it. Beat Colorado. End of the day, that's all you got to do. Hard to do. But that's your story. And <clears throat> root for Seattle a little, a little bit. Put it in your heart to root for them a little bit. 
I know I never want to hope for a Western Conference title for those guys or any any type of accolades or buy, but uh, it's the one point one moment where I have to sell my soul <laughs> and go fine. Rave Green get the win. Uh, so that's the story. Now you know the tiebreakers. Now you know the ugliest uh, ugliness. I see marks like we need. <laughs> I'll just throw his comment. We need an algorithm to live calculate on decision day. Hard to hold all these scenarios in my head. What's going to be really funny is FotMob is going to attempt this. If you don't have FotMob as an app, please get it. FotMob is going to have a live standing. They constantly do the live standing. Um, let's see how well this we're going to they're going to break it this week, I think. Uh, but they will have a live algorithm. They, ha they have live standings. So uh, check it out. And I have a funny feeling that MLS is going to attempt it as well. Because they said they're going to do a whip around with live standings. So, yeah. And I think one viewing party that people are going to this weekend might do it as well. So, yes. The other thing, I'm sure Tony, like Tony over there, because Tony, what are you going to say, man? Are you going to set some scenarios up and post them for people? Is that what's going on? <laughs> That's going to be Bam. <laughs> That'll be That's me. on Bam this week. So yes, Bam yeah. has said he's going to jump on and do this. So, Bam, uh, we salute you. Uh, we pray for you as well. Uh, yeah. So if you're not following, by Bam. Yeah, if you're not following Heart of LFC on Twitter, follow, put on notifications, because I'm going to have our game on this screen. Over here on this screen, I have every other game but the two that aren't important, which <laughs> is the Portland game and the Dallas game. They're nothing games. They, no matter what happens, nothing worries for us. No. So I'll be tweeting out: "We're in, we're out, we're in, we're out, we're in, we're out." For the whole, for, as long as something happens, I'll be tweeting what happened and whether we're in or we're out. Cautionary tale: If you're standing in Colorado with me, do not be checking your phone. We need you to sing, please please for the sake of the club we'll check our phones at the end of this damn thing just get the win we got we got to push it through so uh yeah uh that that's reality now we know bam's got us covered which now we talked about it who the heck are we playing that's what we got to know so that's what we're jumping on to next is what are we gonna do so colorado comes on they're at home at altitude nothing but trouble uh tony how the heck is how are they doing this year so we did play them ooh, so long ago it feels like a whole nother year or so but they've been on a good hot streak um as you know the main the, the main point is just they're battling for first it was one of those things where they were okay with third or fourth and the scenario now just came up that they can actually go for the first seat so again they, they are a really good team. Their midfield is a really dynamic midfield going forward um, with someone we're really familiar with. That couple. couple people that we're familiar with, especially one person who would like to stick it to a lot of uh, LAFC Twitters <laughs> after this game. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, they're in really good form. And the scariest part of the whole thing, and just, just to break down – they are they are for the last 14 games at home they have not lost they've either tied or won they have not lost at home so that's what we're going into an actual fortress people it is a fortress at high altitude 
Okay. It is real grass, though. This is good. Uh, but breathing is a story. So there we go. Uh, so they're battling, like I said, for first seed. What's who's the, what's the good, the bad, and the ugly of these guys? Um, so they are. So the good, the good thing about them is uh, they have Mark Anthony K. <laughs> He's doing well <laughs> for them. He yeah. actually fits that system. It was one of those things where um, I I like Mark Anthony K. He wasn't like he did a lot of great for this community. He did everything for it. Unfortunately, they are with any fandom people who. If you mess up enough times, they will turn on you. And he just couldn't stay off social media and ignore it. But again, uh, here we do we do love him. Everything he's done for the community, he's doing well. Um, the bad is they've kept the most clean sheets. Like I said, Fortress thirteen at thirteen this season. So it's gonna be very difficult just to get past their defense, past their their goalkeeper and everything. So and um, they're, they score they score like 1.4 goals a game so it it's gonna be a, a hard rough freezing battle when they say winter is coming winter is coming oh yeah we're <laughs> it could be a battle of hoth people uh, we don't know it's Colorado weather it changes at the last second so it could be a freezer game I know I know their staff has already warned the 3252 like hey you better bring warm stuff because it could turn. So we'll see. We'll see what this is going to turn into. Uh, 14 game. <laughs> That's crazy. That's nuts. But whatever. It's us. We got to break these things. Uh, Bam, what was the last match for Colorado? What were they up to? So the last match for Colorado, they had a 1-0 win away to Houston. Now it's Houston. They finished last in the West, so can't really take too much from that. The highlight from the game was the only goal came in the 58th minute by Badger. Um, some of the key stats uh possession, Houston had him up 60 to 40. Shots on goal, 12 to 10, with both having six on target. Crosses really stands out. Houston had 22 to 10 crosses. So they were bombing them in. Corners, Houston were up seven to four. Fouls, Houston had 11, Colorado had 10, both with three yellows. Total team expected goals, 0.5 and 0.4. Yet there's still a goal scored in that. Yeah, they went above the expected goals by Baji. So, uh, yeah, they found a way. They found a way. Good stuff, Bam. Uh, I'm looking at that stat going, well, if Houston can can do that to them, you know the effectiveness of our guys. If we do that to them, something's going to fall, right? Assuming something would fall. So they're fall. Yeah, fall with a header. Just saying. Wouldn't that be beautiful? So that's that. Again, we did beat them this year, but it was a very different team, a very different situation. Robin Frazier has these guys moving, moving well. So who's out, Bam? Are they missing anybody? I looked at the list. I didn't see a single name. Are they really not missing anybody? Um, Acosta and Rosenberry have missed the last two games for them. They should be back whether they are or not. Time will tell. Right. So it's like a Vela situation. They can play, but will they? (laughs) 
All right. Well, that being said, what to expect from them? Well, in the last match, they played a 5-3-2, but let's be real. Those outside backs were actually wing backs. What? Yes. It looked a lot like what we do, except they like to drop in too deep in their mid and one high. So like a central attacking mid in many cases. But sometimes it looks even flat in that mid because of who's out there. Now, there have been matches where they've played the 3-4-2-1. That's like two attacking mid, which we know what that's about because we've kind of done that. Except, again, it's deceptive because the guys on the outside for that four were their wingbacks. Not a shock. It's just them choosing whether they want two high or one high in their mid. There you go. Um, and if they do that, then they only go one striker rather than two striker. So they're having moments of that. Now, what's a probable lineup for this match? Uh, the one certainty is William Yarbrough will be in goal. No doubt about that. He's going to be your goalkeeper. Left wing back, most likely it's Lucas Estevez. Center back, Austin Trusty and Danny Wilson and Lalas Abubakar. Those are your three center backs. Right wing back. Hey, this is a familiar name. The one, the only Stephen Betashore. Hey, our old buddy. Yes, we decided not to sign. Kind of regretting that. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's playing right wing back. Yeah, right. Versatile right wing back. Uh, your midfielder, you, your midfielder, your left center mid will be Matt, Mark Anthony K. Yes, that Mark Anthony K. Center mid will be Jack Price. This is a guy that's trouble for everyone. He's been tearing it up in the league this year. Really the engine for them. And then right center mid is Eunice Namli, Danish player. Uh, there are some options, though, when you look in the mid, because they've also used Nicholas Mesquida, uh, Colin Warner, and Andre Shinyashiki, especially earlier in the year. Shinyashiki was getting a lot of play time. Don't be surprised if he goes in for Eunice Namli. Could happen. Uh, so there's openings there. Now, the striker situation. If they go with two strikers, you have Dominique Baji and Michael Barrios. Barrios is the story. He's kind of their Chicho The stats are pretty similar between the two, even though there's a lot less games played by our own Chicho. Uh, those two are your dominant players. But, of course, there's also Diego Rubio who could shift in. And there's been games where Diego Rubio has played as a sole striker. Okay, so, yeah, they have three options up top, legit options up top. We're not sure. I'm thinking Baji Barrios, but Rubio is who he is. He's a great player. So, yeah, uh, off the bench, we have Cole Bassett, another central attacking mid. Jonathan Lewis, another central attacking mid. Uh, Diego Rubio, like we mentioned. Andre Sinyashiki, like we mentioned. He could start. Both could start. Uh, Drew Moore, who's played, he did play some minutes in the last match, so expect him to be a sub in the D. Uh, Clint Irwin on the bench in goal. Uh, Jeremy Kelly, center mid. Uh, Mesquita, we mentioned already. Colin Warner, like I said, could come in for Price late if Price is tired. Uh, Kellen Acosta is the mystery man, whether he gets into that lineup. If he does, it's trouble for us if he's healthy. And then Keegan Rosenberry is a right back, which would be Beta Shores' replacement potentially. We'll see who gets to start there. So no, no injuries for them. Plenty of options. They could shuffle the heck out of this lineup. And what we see right now could be very different. But we do know that they do prefer the wing back situation. They do prefer the three mid doing their job. Sometimes it's a little more, right? And they go one striker. But 
I'm thinking if I'm going to make a prediction, they're going to match us. That's what they're going to do. Play us head to head and try to take us down. Uh, do I expect them to bunker? Nope. I expect them to take the game to us. They have the unit, the, 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 the players to do that now. Houston, they did kind of play counter, which is a little strange, but I guess it's because they were in Houston. But now it's in the, in the fortress, right? It's at home. So I expect them to, to push us, try to catch us. Again, the 15-minute curse. Let's hope it doesn't continue, but they know about that too. Guarantee it. Uh, they'll try to bloody our noses early and try to take this thing. That should be the story. Ben, do you want to add anything to this this lineup situation and what we're facing? No, I mean, I think you pretty much covered it. I think those are pretty much the regular starters. Um, I'm interested to see what Mark Anthony K is going to come out with, what kind of attitude he's going to bring. Is he going to have a chip on his shoulder? Is he going to, you know, get in there and get dirty and maybe get in our faces, you know, try to prove himself that, you know, they made a mistake in letting him go? I don't know. Do you think there's some something there with K and, and LAFC? Oh no, there's definitely some bad blood. Yeah. Um not I don't think it's between players. Okay. No. I think it's the fans. I think it's it's the way he was treated on the way out. Uh there was a huge disrespect towards him for many. At least that's how he feels. Um of course just dis- discounting the fact that he wasn't playing well at the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um right? I mean he wasn't earning his role. He wasn't. Okay. Let's be okay. honest. He was not. Um and so, yeah, I think he walks away feeling a little bit bitter about it because he's had some big moments with us, and it was kind of like out with the garbage, right? Let's be real. Could, could you imagine <laughs> him jump. scoring a goal and then celebrating in front of you guys? Could you see that happen? Uh, I don't want to ever what, imagine what, that. <laughs> ben, what did he do in Adebayo? Yeah, Messi exactly. <laughs> I know historically we do have issues with former players, right? And this isn't good for us. This has happened. I know they play up when they play against us. Uh, I would say this. What do you celebrate? I can't wait for him. Or he'll be like the, sorry. Oh, no, no. He'll celebrate. He 100% he'll celebrate. He will celebrate. I don't see it any other way. He celebrates. The way he left, the way he was playing games on Twitter, using Beta mm-hmm. Shore's account too, tells me there's, <laughs> there's an edge there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. What I will enjoy seeing is Raheem Edwards getting under his skin in this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to be a fun little battle. Yeah. Uh, be a beautiful battle. I think Raheem, I'll say it right now, uh, will be way, way more intense with him uh, and a little bit smarter, I could say, not losing his cool in the moment. Right? Could take a yellow against him. But mm-hmm. he knows he knows his limitations, where Mark Anthony K in the past has not known his limitations and lost mm-hmm. his gameplay out of temper. So... Do I expect our guys to go after him? 100%. I think they will go after him. Yeah. Well, do you, do you think Edwards plays in the midfield with Sifu coming back? Or uh, I would think super sub. I think sub comes in. Uh, again, we're playing at altitude. He's going to get minutes. I guarantee mm-hmm. you he's getting minutes. Do I think he's going to start? Probably not. But he is getting minutes when we need him. Mark Anthony K is expected to go the full measure, I'm sure, yeah. against us. So... Mm-hmm. Look at their moments. Yeah, that's for sure. And and don't put it past Sifu because Sifu gets stuck in all the time as well. So mm-hmm. if it's Sifu, he's going to go after him. Expect Latif to go after him. Yeah. And if Atuesta actually gets to play, which we haven't said that, right? Yeah. He's still, I think, listed injured. 
Dude, no one's holding back. No one. No, we got to get to the playoffs, man. No love for 90 mm-hmm. minutes. No love after I guarantee he's going to switch a jersey with somebody. There's going to be all kinds of hugs after the match. But during mm-hmm. the match, it's war. Expect that. Expect that. Uh, Tony, impressions. It's going to be a hard game, to be honest. Like, it's decision day. It's bad blood. It's, again, if anybody's ever done, they always talk about it in football, that high altitude is always, like, a big thing. You know what I mean? So it's going to affect a lot, especially Vela. Um, I do expect... K to celebrate in front of us if he does score. I, I just see it. You know what I mean? And then the whole Twitter, LAFC Twitter is just going to lose its mind. <laughs> but um, like I've been saying, we just, let's just handle our business and win. Yeah, that that's it, right? Business. It's business. Bam, what's your take? He scores, he's going to celebrate and he deserves to celebrate. With the way you can say he was driven out by LFC Twitter, I don't put it past him. And in a way, I'd appreciate it. Of the the big, you pushed me out. You could have had me a nice big up yours. And of course, in a perfect mafia movie, we're all looking at him as the target. And the one guy that was ultimately jilted by the club was Steven Betashore, and he comes in the side and takes you out. Right? You're all looking at this punch, and here comes that side one. Betashore's the guy, right? That's my head. It's like, yeah, you all know the real target. It's not going to be Mark Anthony K. It's going to be Betashore on the overlap, going after a, a not-so-strong left side of our defense. So just saying, you know, be careful there. And he knows how to cross a ball. So, yeah, we don't like those. So that's what I worry more about when I see this lineup. Um, that, of course, brings it to our lineup. And what the heck are we going to feel out there? I know a lot of stuff is out in the open, but I can guarantee, and I think you all agree, even if the twist is ready to go, is he really ready to go? No, right? That, that That's not happening. So the question is, what is the lineup going to look like for us? And, Ben, I'm putting you on the spot first. Uh, what do you see getting fielded for this match? So I think it's going to be the same lineup as last game for the exception of Sifu starts in the midfield with Blessing and Cheeky. And I would actually put Raheem on the left wing back for Farfan. And everything else remains the same. That's That's my opinion. What do you guys think? I like it. I like it. Bam. That's what I was going to say. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Tony? I totally agree. The same thing. Dang. So it's like instant agreement. Like not even a debate, people? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so you guys are going to say Blackman in goal. Murillo, Fall, and Ibiaga is your center backs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kim as your right wing back. Okay. Farfan gets replaced by Edwards. All right. Your midfield then would be Palacios, Blessing, and Sifu. Yeah. All right. And Rodriguez and Arango up top? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 
I would think this would be good because then Edwards gets out there in a game that's going to be very rough. We need the, we we need again we need the rough and tumble play from him uh, when he needs to do so. There's again he can turn on turn off. He's very good about that. Um, that could make sense. But I mean Farfan acquitted himself well in the last game. He did. He did. Uh, I think they both get to play in this. Let's be real. You're playing at altitude. All five subs will be used tactically no matter what the scoreline is because people are going to get tired. Mm-hmm. It's just what do you want to start with? Do you want to hold? Do you want to go at them? That's that's the hard ask. Uh, I think I think you guys are right about the midfield. I don't think there's any question. Up top's real. Um, the back line with Ibiaga, I mean, he hasn't gotten a lot of starts, right? So do you think it's a certainty that he gets out there? Or that weird thing where they throw Farfan in and it messes it all up. <laughs> we'll see. Not, not sure about that one. I mean, Farfan could play at center back, but I I think Ibiaga's been doing okay. I mean, he hasn't been doing too bad, in my opinion. He gets the job done. He had some good clearances in the last game. He mm-hmm. did. He really did. He timed stuff up really well, was really well organized, made some good decisions. Yes, the goal happened, and I I have a hard time faulting him on the play just because it was so off on the counter. Um, yes, the wrong foot was used to challenge, right? Mm-hmm. But, dude, yeah, um, he was kind of meat anyway, to be real. So, good stuff. Um, substitutions, who do you think is coming in? Because that's also going to be important. Who, who's your impact throughout this game? Uh, I must. I would. I must. I would assume Carlos Vela comes in. Maybe gives us forty-five, thirty minutes. Um, who else can come in there? Uh, Moose, Musovski, Moose, Duke, mm-hmm. potentially Duke. Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, it, right? Farfan, right? if Farfan's not starting, and then maybe Blackman is a shutdown. Blackman, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If we're chasing and Galena, maybe, maybe I think Moose is your chaser. No matter what, Moose yeah. comes in as a chase. Uh, and then could it switch to a four, three, three, if that's the case, I do think that's highly likely. <laughs> do you think, uh, Bob and the coaches are going to be score watching scoreboard watching? No, I, I, I really know, uh, because they know they have one mission. To win it doesn't really matter otherwise it's one mission you have to win who cares what the other teams are doing in all likelihood a win gets you in mm-hmm. there's that one team that can hurt you and they're playing a team that's better than they are that needs to win it so who cares really and you need two teams to do well because salt lake who's been being been terrible terrible in the lead up to decision day do i expect them to do anything in their match no i don't i expect them to lose again i do so knowing that, they just got to get right. They got to get their heads right, get through the first 15 minutes, and take the game over. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm off in that. I, I, I just I don't see them even worrying. Will we be worrying? Yeah. <laughs> Fans, you should worry, right? That's what we do. Uh, I, I, I guarantee you my phone's out at halftime, and I'm already checking the yeah. live stats. And, well, okay, what's next? What has to happen? And then I realize it's MLS and the first half is usually meaningless in most of these games and <laughs> things go topsy-turvy in the second half because defending is not the greatest in this league. So, yeah. Second half's everything. So, um, for all of you that are going, I saw this morning there were still about 
13, 14 tickets still available. Um, if you use a supporter code, they were still out this morning that I saw. So maybe they're gone by now. I don't know. But if you were you, if you were itching to go, it looked like there might still be some tickets out and about. So right, right, right. Uh, Tony, thoughts, my friend? You ready for this? It's the best I'll ever be, to be honest. Like it's one of those things where you never know what's going to happen until it happens, and you're going to be sad one second, happy the next. It's going to be. This is actually I was talking to my friend about this. This is the closest we can get to regular uh, uh, getting demoted, demotion to in a, in MLS. This is the closest thing. Yeah, I, I will. I'll be real. Some of my favorite football that I love to watch is the promotion playoffs in England. Like I love watching promotion playoffs. They're so exciting, right? And also the relegation playoff in the Bundesliga is always entertaining and again one's dying and one's one's trying to pull them down um and it's the drama well here we're here now you know colorado has a chance at glory after a long season where it didn't start so great for them uh that they could shock everybody and get a buy like that would be huge for their club's history and what they've been through especially robin frazier and the ups and downs he's had with this side and finally it's the way he wants it to be so they have a huge chance and we of course have never missed the playoffs before and don't intend to uh, that ain't us. That was never going to be us. And now we're here. So all the drama will be beautiful. I have a feeling. I shouldn't even say it because it probably won't go true. But a certain team that's been gloating this week will not be in the playoffs when this is all said and done. And it's making, been making fun of us pretty much all week. I got this funny feeling that that. uh it's going to be them at the end of the day that doesn't go. And then I could just laugh for hours and hours and hours because karma, right? You just, there it is. Big mouth. So, yeah, uh, I can't wait for it. This is the craziest decision day. Again, nervous decision day, but I just, this is the first time decision day feels proper. It really does. Why do we do this? So, you know, again, 1230 East, 3 p.m. West, right? Pacific time? Yeah, 3, 3. Okay. Um, And then those of you going to Colorado also, the time is changing. So you guys get an extra hour to party. Yeah, right? Drops back. So be careful of that, too, when you're trying to go to the game. Just saying, don't miss this thing. Don't mess it all up. So there is that. All right, let's bring it into the fam. Let's see what's going on in the chat oh boys where are you at here i'm gonna go way 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 back um (laughs) marvin chavez i ain't mad love him he's talking about vela i just thought that was funny so i throw it up there carlos c short window to make their money exactly uh ernesto p super affordable he hooked it up exactly from mark eric where can I see a picture of these? He's talking about the Sambas. Maybe trust me, you're gonna see them everywhere because the promotions are coming. Uh shoulder to shoulder Instagram. Yeah. Some of the supporters are throwing them out there too. Casuals, Los Angeles. I saw they had it up there. If you got that account, it's kind of a account to follow after vintage shoes. So there you go. Uh Marvin Chavez, would you want Rosie back 
from Malone as a DP again with Ryo and Vela. I know he's doing pretty well and most likely won't return, but just curious in opinions. No, I want the money. No, he, I would feel bad, bad for Rossi if he had to come back. I would feel sorry for him. Okay. He's put in his work. He's earned his time with us. He's earned this opportunity. I don't want to see him lose it. I wish nothing for the best. Nothing except the best, I'll say, for him. Because I do want to see him move up. I want to see him make a great career of it. Um, He's done his time for us. Right? Songs and all. Uh, He's earned that for sure. Carlos C., an unhappy Rossi wouldn't be a good thing. Him staying in Europe is the best case. Yes, yes. He's graduated from the program. Marvin Chavez, ready to return better from Europe. Humbled him. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> we wanted him to stay there too, guys. Uh, LA Wolf fan. I see Rayito doing way better. Sadly, he didn't score, but he has been attacking, defending. Uh, yeah, his last game was his best game. The most complete performance. I know he didn't score a goal, but... All the stuff you ask of him, he did, and then some. He kind of carried us for a bit in that game. Uh, Marvin Chavez, I think our biggest challenge would be willing, winning in Colorado more than other teams getting a result we need. That is the real challenge, winning you're in against a team that's – how many games is that now, Tony? How many games have they not lost in a row? 14. They're trying to go for their quinceanera. Oh, my Lord. That is scary. Everybody's shaking their heads like, now I feel bad. I'm like, I'm flying out to see this. It better not, right? We got to get it right. Uh, first time for everything. Carlos C., as a fan, I would welcome Rossi back, but he's older than Rayito. His time to play in Europe is now. I hope he succeeds in Europe for his sake. Again, all love for him. Uh, LA Wolf fan, Colorado will be difficult because the altitude. Let's see how that will affect stamina and focus of our players. And the old focus has been a story, hasn't it, guys? Uh, Mark Lopez, we need an algorithm. We talked about that earlier. You'll get one. Uh, Marvin Chavez, rather play SKC or Seattle over Portland or Vancouver, to be honest. Yes, Portland had our number, absolutely had our number this year. Up until the last day, Portland was like the danger one that we were going to play them, but then when we blew it against Vancouver, I think that kind of went away. Uh, Vancouver, I don't want to play there. You're right. Scary. I don't play Seattle either. Everybody's back. I want Kansas City. I'll be real. I want Kansas City. Uh, or Colorado. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, LA Wolf fan. I think it'll be 70 to 75 degrees. Yes, so they're they are promo- they are saying that it's gonna be a warm day in Denver. For them, that's warm. For us, we're like, eh, 75. Is it night? Right now. <laughs> it's yeah, it's gonna be kind of a nice day. Uh three o'clock kickoff, right? I guess two o'clock local. Right? I think I'm seeing that right. Uh, Yeah. So midday, warmest part of the day, we're going to be in the stands. <laughs> and I say warm relatively. Uh, so good news. But, of course, Hooligan Ox comes in here because whatever brightness, my boy Hooligan Ox brings it real. Uh, yep, weather sucks out in the Midwest. Got it, got it. I know. And then he also mentioned, I think he mentioned later. Here it is. It's supposed to be a little warmer on the weekend, but early a.m. and late night will be freezing. Yes, it'll be close to freezing. Uh, mid-30s, they're saying. So bring a jacket, everybody. <laughs> Marvin Chavez. I feel Colorado score first is going to be a very difficult game to win. 
We'll need some luck on our side to get a goal early and get momentum to score two-plus goals. I feel if it's two or below, Colorado will leave with a tie. When we win, it's three, right, guys? It's always three. That's how it takes to win. We need three goals. Chicho's ready. I look at their back line, and I'm like, we could take these guys. We could take these guys. They, they're going to play a straight up, so the opportunities will be there. Huganox, uh, we'll move forward to Marvin. Sifo has been underperforming for quite a while now, at least offensively. Mm, there have been moments. There's been moments for sure that it hasn't been what we needed. <laughs> Huganox, hey, Tony, you on right now? <laughs> He's messing with you. Hey, and Roberto's jumped on. Good to see you, Roberto. Good stuff. Good stuff. So those are the comments that I see. Maybe there are a few. Oh, here you go. Roberto's got a new job. Congrats, my man. Rasta is in the house. Buy Gold Vinyl Club. Just posted the shoes also. Saturday's football soon to be the one who broke the news. Yeah, I think they got the opening to do so. So there it is. Uh, except it was in the stadium, too. They showed it on the on the, on the the screen in the stadium during the game, if you were noticing that. Um, Ox, I agree. Marvin Sifo has been, hasn't been the same as before. I mean, he's had some health stuff too, right? And travel stuff. So it's not been all roses for him either. Tony, you, you got something to say? Oh, no, because it's going to go next to what, uh, who, uh, what Ox is going to say. It was the one on for the, the one that we saw in the uh, stadium was a giveaway. And it's going up to what Hooligan's going to say right now. If you want to go to that. Boom, I need those sambas. I saw there were two different sambas. There was I don't so, anything. so there was oh. another one an HQ. So they showed the HQ ones and then there was a special limited edition one that has Los Angeles like where the brim is, like where you put your shoe in in the heel. And it says Los Angeles around it, but that was the giveaway one from what I've been told. That's a special edition shoe, right? Mm-hmm. That's like you. You would have to win it at the day at the stadium to do the QR code. I think that's what it was for. Getting all crazy with this stuff, but the other ones have the street by street, block by block, one by one on a heel, right, or inside the heel. Uh, yeah, on the pad, yeah, or the yeah. sole. I, I don't know, inside. Um, yeah. So that they're gorgeous. I mean, they really are this embodied in a shoe. So that's super cool. Uh, Hooligan Ox, I want us to play SKC when we get through the playoffs. Like, I can go to the match out here, I won't have to fly out. Man, that's like for me, three trips to Kansas City in four years, dude. I know we need to play him in the playoffs, but you can only have so much barbecue, man. Just saying, <laughs> uh, Hooligan Ox, yeah, it's gonna be the high 60s, so it'll be warm for you, for you. That's the evening here in Los Angeles. Uh, Lucha Underground, Carlos Vela not going to go back to Real Sociedad. No, he's not. Something's going to happen. We'll see. Oh, there's a question for Bam. Is there relegation in the Australian Soccer League? There is, but there isn't. So you're probably thinking about the A-League, which is the top flight. So the Melbourne Victories, Melbourne Cities, Western United, Western Sydney Wanderers. There's no relegation there. But we have state leagues, and there's relegation in those. So in Victoria, you got the NPL, NPL 1, NPL 2, State League 1, State League 2, State League 3, State League 4, and State League 5. 
So we have a multi-tier system. So in that, there is relegation. Okay. So the Sharks can get relegated or promoted or, yeah. Sharks are, your Port Melbourne Sharks are top in the State League, but they can get relegated all the way down. There it is. There it is. Go Sharks. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, Julian Ox is talking about Call of Duty. There he is. All right. Julian, I know. Y'all going to be playing Vanguard when we get off this. I get it. I get it. Carlos C., what the hell is a Samba? Oh, okay. Well, a Samba is... A dance. He's being sarcastic. Please don't. Is he... It's not April 1st. Um, dude, classics Adidas shoe. That's all I got to know. The ultimate classic. Outside of the superstar, there's the Samba. Right? Those are your two. Right? So uh, Samba is what we all wear all the time. I'm like looking for my shoes on the floor. Uh, it's okay. Well. <laughs> Tony's gone off. I, I wear booze anyway. They're like cheater Sambas. But there's that. <laughs> All right. I like Rasta's statement here. Episode 213, LA's OG area code. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Isn't that fitting that we play a playoff match? We all travel up there, and it's the 213 representing. Nice, Rasta. Nice. Uh, Anthony Bermudez. I saw LAFC wins and Vancouver loses, and I think Vela stays in LAFC after what he said about Antoine Griezmann. That would be fun. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Can hold out hope that a deal is struck and it's the right price for everyone and everyone's happy and walks away from it. Yes. Uh, Pernitas says, think. Yeah. I mean, imagine Griezmann here. That would be fun. That would be a heck of a lot of fun. Your Fortnite celebrations would be kicking off, which would be kind of interesting, but yeah. Uh, Julian Ox. Nope, no Vanguard for me. Not yet. Bam's going to get it. Right, Bam? Yeah, next week when my second PS5 arrives. Second people. We can't get one. This guy's got two. Should have traded him for vaccines, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Roberto Espinoza. I've always wanted some Sambas. These are nice ones. I'd be afraid to wear them because of the color. And I have children. But yeah, still, they look cool. Uh, Hulianox says, boost knits are clean. I like those, and they're a bit cheaper, too. And more padding. You can survive in the North End with boost knits. That's why I wear them. They look the same from a distance, but have, like, twice the padding and, and shock absorption. So I can survive for 90. There you go. One's fashion, one's function, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, got it, says Carlos. Samba, the shoe, not Brazilian music. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Xbox for me, no PlayStation. We all have our faults, Ox. Uh, <laughs> and Wolfan is laughing. There it is. There it is. All right. So there we are. Uh, thank you guys for all of your comments today. Um, I know we're all a little bit, a little bit nervous in the lead up to this. We've never been in a position like this where we could die, uh, with a loss, um, before we even get into the show. I know it's scary. I get it. Uh, but I have confidence in my side, even though we didn't get the win the last match, the, the, the opportunities were there. I expect the same thing in this match. 
I expect us to take it to Colorado. We take it to everybody. Why wouldn't we do it again in this match? So that's where my head is at. Okay. Did we lose? We lost somebody, didn't we? Oh, man. Benny. Lost our boy. He didn't, he didn't want a final thought, people. I see you, man. I see you. Didn't want to do the final thought. You know, I'm going to throw it at you. Um, at the end of the day, guys, beyond thankful, as you know, uh, we are lucky because you guys follow us. I don't want this to be the last, the last pot of the season. God, no, I don't want that to be the case. Um, I don't want to pick out the pieces one next week. I want to preview next week. So um, on that note, it's time for final thoughts, right? That's what we do. It's what we do. So uh, bam, your final thought of the day, sir. Fuller's going to Colorado. Phones in your pocket for 90 minutes. Go hard at halftime. Check your phones. I'll be on there. Let you know what the go is. Um, let's hope Seattle does well. Um, and let's go get three points. Feels weird, doesn't it? <laughs> I feel dirty. Right. Seattle does well. Ugh, it's like betting on baseball. What's going on? Uh, Tony, final thoughts, sir. Um, final thought is let's get this three points. Let's get ourselves back into the playoff and continue this trend that we have. Um, and let's not do a chant that's going to get us banned for not going to a game to games, please. That's my <sighs> final thought. Well said, sir. Well said. That chant is trash. Y'all know it's trash. It didn't come from the North End. We aren't going to put up with it. We figure it out. You're toast. That's all I know. Uh, we're better than that. Ben, final thoughts, sir. Final thoughts? Well, let's hope for the best. Let's just be grateful that, you know, there's still a chance for us to qualify for the playoffs. You know, we're not going to give up. We're going to support this team until the end. And let's hope they perform. Let's hope they get the win. And we're in the playoffs. And hopefully we have a eventful November in the playoffs. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, as you guys know, no matter what happens, it's going to be, what, like two weeks off before the playoffs actually kick because there's World Cup qualifiers that we can all get excited about. Uh, but, yeah, I don't want to come back from the qualifiers and go, what? There's no football for us? Yeah, no thank you. No thank you at all. No, I want to talk about traveling during Thanksgiving break somewhere really cool. Sorry, ba- sorry, sorry, Ox, I didn't mean Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> I said somewhere cool. Uh, <laughs> Midwest. Uh, no, it's cool. I had a great trip out there. Just messing with you guys. I do enjoy Kansas City. But uh, that being said, we need to get a win. That's all that it's about. Those of you traveling with me, because I will be there, uh, let's do this, man. Let's let's get to this. Let's go crazy. I already know you guys are because everywhere we travel, we're a story. So I know. I I, I don't have to worry. I know the 3252 is going to go insane in Colorado. They're going to make it happen. Um, I realize that commerce is kind of like the Rocky Mountain Carson. I get that way out of downtown but we'll get there we'll find our way there far far away in far far away land um and get it done you know that's for sure uh those are traveling represent yourself well in the pregame and the lead up and we're gonna have fun the night before be on your best behavior because we need you at full tilt the next day those of you back home wear your colors with pride 
uh, we are still in this thing. It ain't over till it's over. So go show your colors. Do your thing. Make it happen. Uh, those of you who have been downtown, you've noticed an amazing mural on a certain wall at the Hotel Figueroa. If you haven't, go check it out. We all love you, Cat. You're amazing. Thank you for volunteering to be our our model, our our what's a good way to say it? The vision of the 3252 on the Hotel Figueroa uh, for all of us, because you're like 50 foot tall, and that's really freaking cool. I don't know, Bam hasn't seen it yet, but the mural is absolutely amazing. So go check that out as well while you're going to doing your watch party and do your thing. Uh, to all of you, like I said, this is not the end. I'm not preparing for this to be the end. Whatever does happen, though, we will be on next week. Have to be on next week, no matter what happens. <clears throat> for a preview, as far as I'm concerned. Um and we'll make this happen. As you know, the Heart of LAFC has been the one show that has been continuous since last season and not taken any sort of a break, really, except for when I went on the road trip uh, through this year. Um, and last off season was nuts because we were doing double shows and and, and, and piling through. Um, I'm sure we'll take a little bit of a breather, but not right after, right? Uh, that two-week break for international play is a nice time for us to get a recharge, I'm sure. We'll figure it all out, but we will definitely be back. We ain't going away. That is for certain. Uh, yeah. Uh, so on that note, let me get things prepared. Because, again, the tradition dictates what it always dictates. Gentlemen, Bam, uh, Bam what is our word of the day? Stay golden. Tony, word of the day? Stay golden. Ben? Stay golden. And for me... To all of you, stay golden. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.